Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. My name is Dan Wendell. Today's show, we're going to be talking about giving gifts to grandkids, to kids, to minors in general. And we're going to talk specifically about ways to go about giving monetary gifts. So we're going to talk about financial gifts to children. The hope is that people that are listening, uh, retirees, grandparents are thinking, how do I give a gift for a birthday, graduation? What's the best thing? So today we're going to cover some ideas. And to help me with that, I'm going to bring in a big kid to this show. Uh, here he is, my co-host, Tony Shore, actually known as Seabiscuit. Your name says Seabiscuit. See, see what I'm dealing with, folks? I what got a this? kid as Where a co-host. It? It's over so here. It's, it's over here. Yeah, Seabiscuit. <laughs> this, what did you do to me, Dan? Come on. That's I have no control over you, that, unfortunately. Why Why did you put Seabiscuit as my name today? Oh, Dan. Well, so we're talking about giving financial gifts to kids, and <laughs> I figured you're the best kid to bring along to talk about that. Yeah, I wanted talk to change my this. name to Seabiscuit for today's show. What's wrong with that? Give the kids something to think about. <laughs> well, I have six ideas, maybe more, of giving financial gifts to children to kids i thought well we did a show remember the show recently i put it up here how i don't think retirees should have gotten stimulus checks right so <laughs> yeah that was a popular one got a couple of calls on that i got some feedback that was like <laughs> who are you telling me i don't deserve it but okay so the retirees got their stimulus check yeah watch that video what are they gonna do with it let's give it to the kids so <laughs> yeah um so I'm going to cover it six to the or more different ideas to give to the kids, ways to do it, financial, financial. Now, uh, I want to start by saying this. I'm going to cover some ideas that have some pros. We're going to talk about and cons. I'm not going to get into the details too much on any one of these, but there are some tax and legal issues that are going to be associated with some of these ideas. So we're not going to get okay. too deep into it, but maybe we'll pick one and do a whole show on it at a later time. But let's talk about giving money or financial gifts to children. Okay. Typically it's going to be your family. Tony, have you gotten money from parents, grandparents over the years? Oh yeah. Usually yeah, I've gotten, it's, you notice I, my I've background gifts. and this isn't helpful for the podcast listeners, but yeah. those watching, you can see my background. Let me just move my melon of a head out of the way. Sure. It's a piggy sure. bank. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten gifts from my grandparents um, before, uh, of course, and um, still do uh, from my grandpa, Bob. But yeah, I mean, my grandparents on both sides as a kid, they gave me gifts. I don't remember specifics about those gifts because you get a toy when you're a kid or growing up and that's not something you remember. But my grandfather, right. my grandpa, Bob, who's still alive, uh, some of his gifts are very meaningful because he is a woodworker and a painter. And so he'll go back into his grove, chop, you know, get an, a black walnut tree, plane it, make the wood and make something. So I, th I don't know if the people can see it way back here. Actually, over here is a picture right there uh, that my grandfather painted. And, you know, hey, maybe he's not the best painter in the world, you know, uh, but he uh, he made the frame by hand out of black walnut from his grove. So it's very meaningful. You know, absolutely. And your grandfather's a hundred. 
over 100. He is right? he is he turned 100 this past February and he's going strong. Last time I saw him he was hooking up his big fifth wheel camper to his giant truck and was going to drive to a state park to camp. That's yeah, that's great. So <laughs> he made that painting for you and you yep. you, you I, we can't see it but let's assume it's just <laughs> okay. not great art, right? But you're keeping yeah. that and he made oh, the frame, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. so he could have given you cash for the value. Let's say it's valued the frame. That's probably a nice frame. So the frame is probably more valuable than the painting. Um, let's say the frame is worth $200, the whole thing, sure. right? Yeah. If he gave you 200 cash, like is what, what, what most grandparents do, that would go in your piggy bank for you. It would be spent on pizza buffet. It would maybe go in your savings account. It would get spent. It would go to your kids probably. right? But yeah, but as a kid, Actually, that's what typically happens, right? I'm, I got some show and tell here, Tony. I got some okay. show and tell. So my wow. twins turned 11, okay? They got cash from grandparents, uh, you know, uncles and aunts, you know, or aunts, as my wife says. So I don't know if you could see this. This is one of the gifts that one of the boys <laughs> got. Can you, you know, you can't see it. It's one of those globes for Tesla. the listeners that right it's got the little electric thing you put your yep. hand on the glass and the electric goes to you and it's like you have some sort of powers there's a voice activated version of it oh wow so, that's cool now fast forward 30 years is my son gonna remember this piece of junk i mean this toy <laughs> no no but nope. may, maybe we'll use it for a video that he does on in high school about some science experiment he'll remember that let's exhibit b the his twin brother you know, we we talk about Florida man. How about Florida kid? Uh, Florida kid. What I'm do scared. we have here? Is an that like alligator. A... An alligator foot back scratcher. Oh my! Oh come on now! It really is. That's what it is. He bought this. Dan Everglades Park Dan! with his birthday money. At Everglades Park, genuine American alligator. It's so, real. Wait, it's real. Yes, it's not just this plastic. This is a real. No, Gross. this is real. That it's is real. that is sick. I can't even. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. Okay, so there goes the cash. So grandparents listening, you give your kids, grandkids the money. This is what they spend it on, right? Yeah. So yeah, we want to advance this. We want to, now some will <laughs> yeah. put it. Some will put it in like the that that globe thing was probably twenty bucks, and the little back scratcher was probably five, right? So Jonathan, the back scratcher kid. He'll take the other 15 and put it in his savings account because he's a saver, whereas Zach isn't, right? So you you might get lucky with a kid that's saving money, but odds are they're going to spend it frivolous, frivolously, right? Yeah. So what yep. else can you do? Now, what did your, do you remember what you got money-wise as kids? Did your grandparents give you cash? Did your parents give you cash? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the past, uh, on one side, the grandparents would give you 20 bucks or 50 bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember my grandmother giving me money like it was the secret, like she was passing me the the codes to the national, you know, uh, the missile silos, you know, the, yep. they would take it, roll it up in a hand. They walk over. No one's looking. They look around and they furtively hand me the, tw you know, a five dollar bill and, you know, shh. And I would be like, well, you know, I wouldn't tell. I'm telling now. Sorry, <laughs> grandma. But it was such a weird scenario. But um, what my grandparents did do for me is without me knowing it really every i would i'd get savings bonds 
I'd get savings bonds in my birthday card, which was as good as nothing to me at the time. Uh, you know, seven-year-old kid, oh, I got a savings bond. I just hand it to my parents. Had my name on it and then my parents' name on it or one of my brothers, you know. And I didn't appreciate those, you know, uh, because I didn't understand them. I knew it was money. I knew it was for the future, which is really not interesting to a, a six, seven, eight, ten-year-old, right? Delayed gratification isn't sure. really too exciting. But those bonds I cashed out. I still own a few, actually, Tony. I have bonds that are going to be hitting their limit of 30 years of gaining interest. Wow. So what most I cashed out already, I remember cashing out bonds to buy my first vehicle. That's awesome. Right. It was, you know, I think I paid two grand for a vehicle, which was a lot for me, um, but I couldn't have done it without the bonds from my parents, grandparents. See, so I think that's much better than just cash because cash goes to frivolous things a lot of times with especially kid bonds. Parents make you hang on to them. And then when you cash them out, there's actually some value there. So you get something meaningful like your first vehicle, right? Right. Tax deferred interest. Um, you also... The, the the downside to the bonds are the interest rates are so low right now. So buying a bond is like putting money in a savings account. It's just not paying you anything. The bonds it's not that I have anything. from the 80s, I think I have some from the 80s still. Most were from the 70s. I have some. I might have a few from the 90s, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because they're, and they're still paying interest. I think they're paying 6% or 4 wow. at least 4 right? So... I'm holding on to those because I can't get that at the bank. So, but now if you buy a savings bond, the interest rates are pretty darn low, but I'm yeah. not deterring people from doing it, but you're right. I think this is a step up from just giving cash because they can't take the savings bond and buy a alligator foot. <laughs> right. Right. But, but good point. Bonds are, a, they've actually been terrible over the last couple of years they've just kept going it's right. they're not doing well yeah right so and it I mean, doesn't look like they're gonna jump back up anytime soon nobody has a crystal no. ball but i mean you know our interest rates gonna go back up to 12 percent anytime soon <laughs> if if so then hopefully the cds or something will go but again it's a new that's a nice way to say for the kids and people still sure. do that typically the older generations do. yes yeah so um but let's 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 talk about another way you can give financial gifts to children. You can go toward the college route. You could put money in a 529 plan, which is a IRS code for college savings, which the kid can use to pay for college expenses. Um, if they don't use it, it can go to a sibling. So there's nice there, prepaid college um, that's available for you know, a lot of state institutions. Hey, I put money aside. Grandma, can you help pay for some of this? Yes. Right. And now downside is that's for college. What if you don't want to go to college? What, you know, what if I need to buy a new car? Can't do it. Right. So, but this is a different way of just giving money to a kid. Right. And, and typically like a younger kid, say you got a, a newborn or a five-year-old, you're not going to give them a $20 bill. Right. That's just not going to make sense. You'll at least not in my family. Think you think the this is bad. Wait till I give a five year old twenty dollars. You're going to have twenty dollars <laughs> worth of cotton candy. So a college what savings twenty dollars worth of cotton candy even look like. Would it fill the room? Would it fill your desk? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends where you buy it. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you buy it wholesale, you could probably fill your room. If you buy it at a carnival, you're getting a handful, which is more than yeah. enough, by the way. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. what is what is $20 in the college savings plan going to get you? A, a page of a textbook? So again, Half you know, page. right. So this is a way to pass wealth down to a kid. Mm. Not too exciting to the kid, right? <laughs> Not too exciting to the kid. And no, no. Yet it is a good way to get some tax-free money going down to the next generation or sure. a couple of generations. Actually, that's one that my kids have gotten uh, gifts of money f- uh, put to put in their college savings plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Sarah's mom will give her, her grandkids, uh, sh- she'll give, say, here's $500 for Adam's college 529 plan, and we'll put it in there. And um, you know, so that's that's one that my my kids have gotten from their their grandparents. So number three is right. And, and we we appreciate it because it's needed. And that's if you sure. start that early, any growth is tax free if it's used for college. So you might yep. want to start one of these early as an option for the grandparents to use. And the grandparents can help start it and push the narrative for the parents. Yep. Yep. Because a lot of times you give money to the kid, that money winds up in the parents hands. So this is a way to avoid that. Sure. Okay, so let's move on to the next one, which I think might be the most powerful one. Um, I have a few more, but I want to throw this in there because ah, a Roth IRA. A Roth is, IRA. Now, you know my favorite tool is an HSA, a health yep. savings account, right? Yep. But kids can't ha- open a health savings account yep. because they don't, they're not adults. They don't own a, a health insurance policy. Mm-hmm. However, a Roth IRA now. An IRA is for retirement, individual retirement account. Mm-hmm. So if you put money in a Roth IRA, you're saying to this kid, you're not going to touch it till you're 59 and a half without penalty. Now they can use it for their first home or different things. So that's, or an emergency. But, but you can't just throw, like you can't throw, I can't throw money into my twins Roth IRA because in order to have a Roth IRA, you need earned income. They need to be working, mm-hmm. right? So this is for the grandkid that's working. Yeah. That has some sort of income. Maybe he's right? 21 or 19 and he has mm-hmm. an income. Mom, that's right. for my Roth IRA. Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. There's that I didn't even tell you that, that you you got a nice little soundboard going this nice. I don't wonder what that's from. So um imagine this scenario, Tony, you have a 17 year old grandchild who is working at Burger King. Okay. Not making a lot of money, but you want your grandparent or parent or anybody, you want to give money to this shot, this kid, this 17 year old or 15 or whatever age you can. I think you could be 15 and work at Publix, right? Sure. So they have earned income, yep. but you should say to them, hey, take your earned income and put it all in the Roth. They're going to look at you like you have 10 head. They're going to be like, yeah, right. Oh Who's going to pay gosh. for gas, right? Yeah. So they're working to pay for their, and their delayed gratification does not exist. So <laughs> as a parent or a grandparent, I'm, I'm, this is an opportunity for you to get them saving for the future with huge compounding interest by doing a match. You could create your own matching program. Burger King doesn't offer a 401k match. Well, maybe they do, but the kid's not going to do it. You say, hey, grandma's going to do a 401k match. In fact, here's what we're going to do. If you put in 20 bucks 
into a Roth IRA, which I'll help you open. I'll put in a hundred. I'll do a five to one match. Wow. Right. Instead of giving the kid a hundred, you're giving them still the hundred, but now you're putting in a Roth. It's going to grow. Compounding interest. 40 years or however long. Now you're saying you do that for me or you're saying your grandparent would do that. You're breaking up, Tony. I can't. I can't hear you because that's a five to one You're, match. I think your Thank micro, you, Dan. Is there a mute button on this? No, I think think about this. Now, the kid's not going to like this, but as a grandparent, this is a great, great strategy. If you have a child or a kid, a uh, grandkid that's working, great grandkid working, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and you want to give them 50 bucks, why not throw it in a Roth IRA? Right. I have a now, Roth IRA. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they, they need earned income. So it's a select group. But hey. This would be the ideal way to save because they don't pay tax on it ever. Even if that 50 bucks turns into 5,000 in 30 years and they could buy, you could, you could buy a a stock with it. Right. Which leads me to my next, my next strategy to give to kids custodial accounts, Utma Ugma uniform transfer to minors, uniform gift to minors act. Mm. I'm not familiar. So, I do this for my kids. I thought UGMA was a German metal band or some Swedish metal group, UGMA. But that I, I think that's wrong. Guar. No, that's uh, oh, yeah, Gu- Romstein. Gu- Romstein. Right. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Romstein. So here's an opportunity for people to. I'll, I'll give you the story of how I do this with my kids. So my kids have money in the bank and their piggy bank, literally. And they're not making any interest on it. So to teach them about interest, I said, let's open up a checking account, savings account at the bank. We put it in there and they're still not getting interest. So they're like, <laughs> oh, dad, I made a penny. Yeah. In two Woo-hoo. months. All right. All right. Right. Yeah. So I want to teach them about stocks. I want to teach them about investing. So mm-hmm. what I did is I opened up a custodial account for them. And I said, you have this birthday money. Why don't you put some in savings? Let's put some of it into the stock market. They don't know what that means. So I have to teach them So I opened up a custodial account for them. What this means is I opened up the account in their name. So it says Peter Wendell and, but I control it because they're not old enough to control it. So I can, but I open it up. I control what happens to the, but any money that goes in there is theirs. I can't take it out and spend it on myself. I could take it out and spend it on them to go to a school, buy books, you know, sure. summer camp. But I can't use it for anything other than their benefit. So if grandma wants to give money to the grandkid, doesn't want the parents to touch it, they could put it in an uh, Utma account. They can open this. It's really a trust. It's a trust account in the kid's name. So you could buy gold in it. You could you can invest in stocks. You could put real estate in it. You could put shares of a private company. You could do whatever you want in this. Really, there's some limits. So the upside is there. And for my kids, I said, hey, what companies do you want to buy? What, the, what does that mean, Dad? So I explained it and I said, let's pick companies. So my kids looked at what's around them. They like to play Fortnite. So we found the company that owns part of that game on Xbox. My son kept seeing these big boxes of dog food coming in to the house for a rascal. And he's like, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to buy that company that makes that because we spend a lot of money on that. And so we did that, right? Which is a lot better than this, right? I think it's a lot better than this. Even if that account goes down over time, 
it's going to go up, right? So you, um, so you don't can show that. Don't show in... that again. That scared me, Dan. That <laughs> honestly scared me. It's a lot better than this. It's a lot better than this thing, right? So <laughs> my my kids are now engaged. They're thinking, "Hey, how's my stocks doing?" They're going up, and it's a good thing that they went up, right? They, you know, yeah. But the point of it is, not only do they do they get money for the future, they are learning about financial concepts such as investing at a young age, right? They're not in control, so they can't go and buy and sell and trade all day. Parent is still in control. Grandparents still in control. But now here's the downside, Tony. This is a trust account, and when the kid becomes the age of majority, which is different in every state. They can take over. They take over. It's their money. Now, Florida recently passed some legislation that allows you to kick the can to 25 years old. But at age 21, there's a 30-day window where the kid could take the money. They have to be informed that this exists, that it's there. But if you can get them to agree, you could push this to 25, which is the new 16 in my book. So exactly. <laughs> this is a great opportunity for people to take money instead of giving it to the kid, still give it to them. It's the kids. It They own it legally. Right. Right. But put it in an investment account where they can do something different than spending it on gum or candy. It's a great, great vehicle. And people just yeah. don't know about this. Yeah. That's so you I, can open that for a grandchild. And that's control. great. Well, yeah, I mean, I had an aunt Utma. She was great, but the aunt Aunt Ugma, not cool. <laughs> She's the ugly one. No, yeah, aunt, so aunt the other, Ugma, not cool. The other upside is, well, hey, when they go to buy their first car or something in high school, they could use this money, so they don't yeah. have to use it for college education if they don't go to college, or they need something before college that is really important to them, or that's important to the family. Then this is a good spot for it. Um, downside well, is they're going to, college, to oh they're going to college well if they're going to college then it might be better to put it in a 529 as opposed to the utma or prepaid college as opposed to the utma because they're going to use this as the, they're going to see this as a kid's asset for financial aid and say all oh, right we i expect see. you to spend 20 percent of it on us you know? i'm glad you made that point there's a great distinction right there so if you have one like i have one academic child that's definitely going to go to college and go to grad school and uh, uh you know you have another kid that might go to a trade school or uh, go into a trade right away then the utma and the ugma might be better Right. And the Roth might be the best still because they don't count that for college. You know, they don't they're not going to expect the kid to take out of a retirement account to pay for True. college. So. Right. True. All right. Last one. Financial planning advice. Professional advice. Now, grandma, grandpa, you can give them the advice, but you know how that falls on deaf ears for them. <laughs> Parents, you know, my kids, hey, stop, you know, stop. Put away your dishes, you know, that they're, they're just right out the ear. Right. Yeah. You know, let me tell you what, how to pick up a girl in high school. My son will be like, well, come on. Right. If I said, <laughs> let me teach you how to buy, sell stocks. He's going to be like, shut up that, you know, but imagine this, Tony, you're 21, 24, you graduate college, you, you're starting a family, you're 30, you're getting married. And your grandmother says, Hey, you know what? I want you to go see this guy. I paid for two hours of his time. He's going to sit and tell you exactly what you should do financially. You don't owe him anything. You're not obligated. You're not buying anything. He's not selling you a product. He's not going to take your money. He's just going to talk to you about all these financial concepts. He's going to talk to you about, you know, buying a house, uh, insurance, um, you know, saving for retirement, 
how to, you know, for your kids college, all these things that, that advice is going to be given to you. So parents or grandparents can buy time. And yet I don't, I don't have these meetings with young people. My, my target, uh, the people that I help that I really focus on are retirees, but this is an idea I give to the retirees to say, Hey, why don't you buy some time with a financial planner for your grandchild so that they hit the ground running. Financial planning advice is a gift for grandkids. That's mm-hmm. that's something I probably hadn't thought of, but I think it's very smart. I'm trying to get my oldest, my son, who just turned 22 a couple of days ago. Uh, he's now 22. He's graduating college this year. I'm going to get him in to see a financial planner because, you know, he's, he's got to talk to Dan. He's got to talk to Dan Wendell. I got to get him in there so you can guide him from an early age to make sure. And he loves that. He's already messed around on whatever that app is to buy and sell stocks. Robin hood. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's done the, he's done the Robin hood thing. He was in on the, the GameStop fiasco. Well, you know, think about a 24 year old in their first job, like with a 401k match, they don't know how much mm-hmm. to put in, what they should be invested in. And so they need that coach, that coaching. Mm-hmm. And they usually don't take it from a family member, but if the family member gives them 200 bucks, they'll spend it on whatever. But if the mm-hmm. family gives them $200 worth of advice from a professional, they might listen and it might yeah. change their life. Right. Yeah. So that's an idea. So a couple more ideas. We talked about creating a matching program. Hey, I don't, uh, you know, if you put in $5, I'll put in 500, you know, just, to get I like them the numbers you're the coming up with. And I'm thinking you and I should <laughs> work on that arrangement. I got enough, uh, cousins and aunt brothers that have kids that are <laughs> look at the hands out. Um, idea or here's an idea. Um, experiences are more impactful than money sometimes. So, so an idea might be instead of grandma giving all the kids, uh, money for, whatever reason, here's a hundred bucks for your birthday. Maybe grandma says, Hey, I want you all to come for the weekend. We're going to go to, we're going to go to Dallas, whatever. I've never been to Dallas. What are you, why would I go to Dallas? Why not? I hear it's Mm -hmm. beautiful this time of year. Well, that seems crazy. Well, I'm paying for you. I'm going to pay for your flight and hotel. All you got to do is show up and we're going to have a fun weekend in Dallas. Thanks grandma. Yeah. Now, if I gave the kid a thousand bucks, he'll pay down a debt. He'll go to the movies, whatever, and spend it. But if I gave my grandkid a trip to Dallas with me, they'll remember that. Yeah. They'll remember that. They will. That's good. Right. So think about Experiences. the gifts. I want yeah. to conclude this way. Do you remember any gifts, uh, stuff, toys you got as a kid, Tony? Do you remember any? No, not really. We'll say prior to age 18. Do you remember getting any? I remember getting gifts, but not specifics. Mm -hmm. When did you learn about money? When did you get that knowledge about not saying you have it, but let's imagine you knew about money. So what you're saying, when did I first really start to learn about money? Mm -hmm. Um, 20 minutes ago? (laughs) No, I was going to ask, when did we start doing the show together? Right. No, seriously, right? Like, <laughs> that was that was probably my biggest <laughs> lessons in money management happened when I, I I first got to know you. But um before that, I'll be honest, my parents did not teach me about money. Uh I did not have good money lessons as a kid. 
They, we didn't learn personal finance in high school where I went. They, I was a good high school, got a good public high school education, but no personal finance. Um, I hated, uh, I didn't put value on money. Uh, and that was a problem when I got into my twenties. I admit it's, that was not a good thing. Um, so by my thirties, of- I, I, I learned some hard lessons in my twenties. Let's just put it that way. Exactly. Now I'm not saying those would be avoided. And sometimes that's the best way to learn is the hard knocks, but you can get your kids on the right path or your grandkids on the right path by, instead of just giving them money, instead of giving them a stimulus check that you shouldn't have gotten, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> give them a Roth, give them a Utma account, pay for prepay for college or just take them buy experiences for them with you. Yeah. I think the idea of just giving money, it enables their current habits. And now you might have a kid that's great. They're buying their first house. They need some money for it. They got their, their act together. I'm not sure. saying that they that that's it's never appro- inappropriate to give money. I'm just saying, right. think about these other ways of gifting financial knowledge. Yeah. More than just the money. Good show. I like it. And speaking like of that, um, we're going to end by bringing in my kids who... Do not get money from me. They have to earn it. By Dan! Doing <laughs> Dan! Thanks for a good show, Tony. Enjoy the rest of the day. And thanks, listeners. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to email. Give me a call. Just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not an investment advice. Dan Whittle nor Dolphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas.